0: You're listening to The Salonpreneur Podcast, your source for creating the salon business you need to support the life you want. Now, your host, Bridget Binge. Hello there and welcome to Episode 3 of The Salonpreneur Podcast. My name is Bridget Binge and today I have a very important message for you. I named this podcast Pick yourself up and brush yourself off for good reason. I'm hearing many of you saying it's hard out there, but at the same time, you're not changing what you do. If you're not driving or have me in your ear whilst walking, jogging or at the grocery store, print the transcript and follow the podcast and write notes. If you can't, don't worry, because I really think you need to listen to this one a few times so you can print it on your second or third listen. I'm going to tell you a story and I want you to decide how familiar it sounds to you in any way. You have a therapist that's been with you for five years. She's been loyal and a good employee all of this time. She's been through a lot with you, from other employee problems to competition opening up around the corner. Yes, you value her. You've also invested much in her, from product training to other industry-related workshops to investing your own time through in-house training and so much more. You may have even flown her to the beauty expo or some other beauty-related field trip. All expenses paid. Now at some point, she wants more. She wants to be manager. She's been with you for so long and she thinks she deserves it. You think it through for a while and you come to the conclusion that you agree. So you promote her and you give her more money. Sometime later, out of nowhere, she resigns. You don't know the real reason why she resigned and the truth is it doesn't matter because no matter what the reason is, once an employee has made up her mind to leave, she's gone, checked out. Rarely will you be able to change her mind. That's if you want to. You find yourself feeling disillusioned quote unquote used and despondent after everything you've done for her. You feel you can't get a break as you've just finished dealing with the last employee problem or client complaint. And now you're seriously understaffed. You feel like you have no choice but to go back into the treatment room doing 50 hours plus on the floor. You're servicing not only your loyal clients, but hers too. And you can't even pass them on to another therapist or even a new therapist for fear the loyal clients won't be happy enough and leave. And this merry-go-round that you've ridden before, perhaps a number of times before, starts up again. Long hours, working on your business will just have to wait. You're hardly ever at home and family socializing time. What's that? Whilst all this is happening, a huge realisation comes to you. She wasn't even that productive anyway. Her productivity was at about $80 an hour and you needed to be at least $120 an hour. Her retail was very low, as was her rebooking. You paid her more to be manager and now you realise you couldn't even afford it as her productivity barely covered her wage and the cost of products she used and sold. And she was managing your business? She was the one the rest of the team was supposed to follow. Okay, so that was the end of the story. Any of it resonating with you? No doubt it is. Let's get something really clear. Amongst many other things, a manager needs to be primarily concerned with securing high consistent productivity. She's supposed to notice when a member of her team is not performing to the standards and expectations, And she's supposed to be the one who addresses such concerns through training and tracking progress. She's supposed to lead by example. Do you honestly think that a manager who is not regarded productive herself is in a position to lead a team to higher productivity? At best, she will lead the team to be as mediocre as she is. All the while, you're bringing in the big dollars, balancing the lack. And you know this scenario is not limited to just managers, don't you? Maybe some or all of your therapists are not performing to the level required. This is not the way it was supposed to be. This is not what you envisaged when you took that big leap of faith, invested so much of your savings and got into debt when you opened up your own business. Whether you acknowledged it or not, when you decided to open up your own business, you inadvertently made a career change from beauty therapist to businesswoman, right? Why otherwise would you have done it? Surely you wanted more than you were already getting when you were an employee, whether it be more money, more time, or both. So let's talk about what a businesswoman does or is supposed to do. A businesswoman runs a business to profitability. She works on her business and makes sure that productivity is high so that the initial financial investment and time sacrifices she made were all worthwhile. But that doesn't happen to all beauty therapists turned salon owners, does it? Why? Because the focus is all wrong. Problems and fears take over your every thought and action, and you just can't seem to get off the merry-go-round. But I want to tell you that you can. How? By changing your focus, your mindset, and how you operate. You need to go back to your original why. Why did you open up your own business? whatever your why was it will somehow undoubtedly relate to lifestyle having more time and financial freedom but what happened instead you have less money you've never worked as hard and as long for it and time let alone freedom completely eludes you do you know what an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is defined as a person who sets up a business taking on financial risks in the hope of profit. That's you. You're an entrepreneur, except you're still hoping. Enough of hoping and more happening, don't you think? Now is the time to change your focus, your mindset, and the way you operate. You have to say, now is my time. In our industry, this decade is one of both conflicting challenges and opportunities. On one hand, it's never been harder to make it, whilst at the same time, so many opportunities, if taken and worked, highlight great commercial opportunity. On one hand, there's greater competition, not the salon down the road. That is the least of your worries. That's really very yesterday. Now you have to deal with the internet, both retail, that's cheap skincare sites, and treatment, others prostituting their treatments online or coupon sites. Now you have to deal with the proliferation of specialist nail salons, waxing salons, tanning salons, massage salons, permanent hair removal salons, all doing what you do, but cheaper. And if this wasn't enough, the cosmetic doctors have also entered the market with their in-house skin services. Your piece of the pie is getting smaller and smaller. Okay, so those are the challenges. How about the opportunities? Now you have cosmeceuticals and amazing equipment that transforms clients' skin. With today's skincare technology, you can take 10 years off somebody's face, or you can effectively clear up acne completely. You can even address pitted scarring, to just name a few of the amazing things you can do. And this is what women and men are willing to pay for. Change in their skin, results in their skin. Looking younger, looking clearer, looking fabulous. Now, if that isn't enough, how about information technology? With what we have available in terms of social media, communication through websites, blogs, emails, promoting and working your business has never been easier or more affordable your business can be so much more visible, reach so many more people for little, if any at all, cost. No longer do you have to invest in that expensive Yellow Pages ad or the local paper ad or letterbox dropping or all the money that you used to spend on promoting your business. Personally, I think the opportunities far outweigh the challenges. The question is, are you dealing with your challenges intelligently and taking full advantage of your opportunities? To do so, you have to tap into the entrepreneur businesswoman in you, the salonpreneur. It's not as hard as you may think. Deciding to go from employee to employer was your first step. That took courage, determination, and ambition. Now, you just have to take it up another level. In most cases, becoming an entrepreneur in the beauty industry will be a two-stage transition. First, you need to effectively move yourself from being a hands-on therapist to a full-time manager, where you manage and lead your team and your business on a daily basis to strong productivity, high profitability, and a salon with a reputation for having results-driven and passionate therapists who deliver extraordinary service and remarkable results consistently. Let's talk about stage one. How do you do that? In one word, duplicate. If you are a productive therapist who fully services her clients, rebooks them, and follows them up to receive great skin outcomes, you need to duplicate what you do so well. You need to train your therapist to be as good as you and even better than you. Think of this for a minute. If you are so good that you produce $1,000 a day, that's $5,000 a week over a five-day week, right? What if you didn't work hands-on for a single hour and spend your days running your business like a salopreneur and training five girls to produce $1,000 a day? That would make it five therapists by $1,000 a day by five days a week, which will now bring you $25,000 a week instead of your original five. What if you had 10 therapists? You'd be bringing in 50,000 a week. Now, doesn't that sound a little bit more clever? Train you in your therapists. Instead of doing the treatments on clients, spend your time training your therapist to do exactly what you do. Let them feel your hands, your passion, and learn to mimic what you do. That is what your time should be spent on. It can be done, and it has been done by many. And I don't want you to think about investing so much time in your therapist and they leave you think instead, what if you don't spend so much time in your therapist and they'd stay way worse. Leaving is a fact of life, but you want whoever is with you as long as possible to be an extraordinary producer. And that won't happen unless you train them to be extraordinary. Better an extraordinary therapist for one year than a mediocre, unproductive therapist for five. Now, business-wise, you're going to duplicate effective business practices. You're going to systemize your business. Everything your business needs to be systemized, and it all needs to be documented in your policies and procedures manual. Not only does it serve as your salon bible of how to do things, but it serves as an accountability and measuring tool to use with your team you should have a policies and procedures manual in your staff room with ragged pages from being used so many times. You need to learn the business principles of strong leadership and productivity. You need to stop investing in unproductive people and start investing in your own education, which will lead you to investing in productive people. And stage two, once you've learned how to be an effective, productive and profitable manager, you'll be able to train that into another person who will be given the tools and skill sets required to effectively manage your business on a day-to-day basis. And you will be the salonpreneur who spends her time working on her business instead of in it, looking at growth opportunities and actually enjoying the lifestyle, time and money that you deserve. The lifestyle you intended right from the beginning. Things have to change. You know that. And for things to change, you need to learn. You need to be hungry for knowledge, which will feed your hunger for success and financial security and financial freedom. There's so much available for you on CSU at www.creamsolutionsuniversity.com. If you have any questions or need direction on where to start, email me at bbinge I'm here to help and guide you. Make the decision that now is your time. Bye for now.